This is Coach Bankhead, the Healthy Habits Buff, and you're listening to my Boss Talk podcast, preparing the mind and body for the other side of fear. Everybody has a story. And contrary to what most people say about me, I know struggle all too well. You see, I was born in Hillsboro, Alabama, country boy. I don't even think you can find it on the map. I think it's called Fish Pond on the map. I remember growing up in a trailer. At one point, I lived in the projects. I remember seeing my mom sit on the couch and just cry. And I never knew why she was crying. I never understood it. But me being a mama's boy, I just sat there and I cried with her. I didn't know what else to do. My father wasn't there. I'm the middle of three boys. My oldest brother stayed with my grandma most of the time. I remember when I was a toddler, the apartment would be pitch black and I would see this man sneak in and out all the time. And I still don't know to this day if that was my dad or not. Still don't know. One of the last memories I have about the projects was me sitting in my high seat. I was eating. I looked out the window, see my mom getting arrested. That stuck with me. Fast forward to about, I don't know, kindergarten, first, second grade, something like that. That's when things started to turn around for us a little bit. Me, my mom, and my stepdad, my two brothers, we all moved into my great-grandma's old house. Think of the countryest house you can think of. Painted pink, surrounded by four hay fields, and you got that house. Now, aside from watching my stepdad and my older brother fist fight, things were pretty good here. So we ended up moving to the city, and this was the first time I met my real dad. He didn't stick around long, though. One of the only things I remember him giving me was a sketch pad. He used to draw and he was real good at it. So I picked up the sketch pad and I got real good at it. I drew all the way through high school. I think I felt like if I got real good at it, that it would bring him back somehow. I was a real shy kid. I didn't come out of my shell until like sixth grade. And that's actually when I started talking and socializing. It wasn't that I couldn't talk or that I was a mute. I just didn't. Only person that could get a conversation out of me for real was my mom. So once I came out of my shell, that's when I discovered my passion for music. And it became kind of a therapy for me. In fact, everything that you hear right now is me. And every instrumental that you hear on this Boss Talk podcast is original. It's all made from how I was feeling at the time. I play the piano, I play the guitars, I compose all the strings, I produce everything. Music was therapy for me, and it's something that I told myself that I was going to use to help change the world. I think I was 16, 17 years old. My mom and my stepdad split because he wasn't faithful. And I couldn't hate the guy because he kind of made me who I was. But I wanted to. 
I think the worst part about that divorce was it felt like they divorced the kids too. Me and my younger brother actually kind of took care of ourselves. I remember my younger brother looking at me and telling me that he respected me more than he respected his own parents. I think it was at that time where I knew that I couldn't mess up in life because I had someone watching me. So I ended up joining the army at the age of 17 to get away from everything. It was hard to leave my brother, but he was so proud of me. And that meant the world to me. Believe it or not, I was actually too small to join the army. They put me through this whole waiver process. I had to sign all these forms and do all this other crazy stuff. But I did get in. And my last deployment was 2012, 2013. That's where I found fitness. I got into fitness as a result of a heartbreak, as a lot of people do. Long story short, I was gone. She wasn't faithful. It happens a lot. I got real heavy into fitness when I was overseas. In fact, that's all I did. When I was on post, I was in the gym. Off post, we had a man-made gym that we worked out at in the desert. People ask me, hey, what we doing when we off post? Nah, I'm working out. <laughs> hey, Bank you coming with us? Nah, I'm gonna hit the gym, bro. I started doing research on how to eat, how to lift, and I, I just fell in love with it. I went into that deployment at about 129 pounds. I left at about 160. People didn't even recognize me when I came home. I was bald. <laughs> I had a little muscle on me. So when I was back home for good, I ended up getting even more into fitness. I got into men's physique competitions, made a pretty decent name for myself. And then comes law enforcement. When I became a cop, that's really when I learned who was really for me. I lost so many friends. Even my family turned on me. My older brother, my younger brother, was hurt. They both looked at me differently. To this day, me and my older brother still don't talk. I'm not even a cop anymore. Uncle Tom, right? Once a cop, always a cop. <laughs> but yeah, I found love. I proposed, she accepted. Worked my way up to detective. As being a street cop kind of burned me out. Being a detective was no better. I was investigating sex abuse, domestic violence, and I assisted with homicides. It was nothing but negativity all the time. And my supervisors didn't make it any better. So towards the end of my police career was kind of when I started to change my mindset. Things went downhill with my ex. The engagement was called off. I was miserable, man. I didn't even want to live. I just happened to stumble across these motivational type podcasts. And the first person I came across was Wesley Million Dollar Virgin. And he preached personal development. And it's kind of what I stand on now. And I think one of the things that he said was what went ahead and pushed me on out of law enforcement. 
He said to get one of my check stubs and go to the mirror. Look in the mirror, look at your check stub. Think about everything that you deal with at work. Think about all the stress that's placed upon you at work. Look at yourself, look at your check stub. Now ask yourself, is this all I'm worth? And it was so powerful. And I feel like at that moment, I realized why my mom was crying all those times, which my mom did turn her life around. She ended up owning her own beauty salon, has multiple degrees, including a master's in biblical studies, real estate agent. She's doing it, you know? But after that speech, where I was staring myself in the mirror, looking at my check stub, that's when I got real big on personal development. All I listened to was motivational speeches. I did self-affirmations all the time, manifestation, meditation, anything to keep me positive and keep me focused on the goal that I had set for myself. I ended up quitting my job as a detective pretty much cold turkey, and they hated me for it. But that's okay though. Fast forward to the present. I now own my own business. I'm certified in training and nutrition. I've helped hundreds of busy adults in their health and fitness journeys. I've been featured on bodybuilding.com and several blogs. I've built a pretty decent sized network of genuine successful people that just want to see me succeed. Things have been great. I've been truly blessed. And it's all because I let go of everything that was holding me back. And it's crazy because it's like when I let go, it's almost like God was like, okay, now watch this. Don't ever think that just because someone's successful or someone carries themselves a certain way that they don't know struggle. And don't ever think that just because you're going through struggle that you'll never make it out. There's literally nothing in life that you have to settle for. Yes, we're all dealt a hand. We all have the cards we were given. I'm not saying you can put the cards back in the deck and reshuffle it, but you can keep playing the deck until you get the cards you need. It sounds so cliche, but if you want something, go get it. It's really that simple. One thing I love to do is stare at the sky because it puts things in perspective for me because everything that I want in life, everything that you want in life is under the sky. And it's the same sky that all your role models and celebrities that you look up to, they look at the same sky. It's not some alternate universe. What you want is out there. What's for you is already yours and it can't be taken by anybody. So go get it. Change your mindset. Stop saying, what if I don't make it? What if you do? That passion that you were given, that dream that you were given, it wasn't given to you for no reason. It's given to you for chasing. It's time for you to live. One of my favorite phrases is live in peace. It's even tatted on my arm. Because I refuse to wait until I die to have peace. I'm not just gonna rest in peace, I'm gonna live in peace. 
And I suggest you do the same. Boss Talk. <laughs>